0: A hint it's like a long sharp sword flip tail so let me see you shake it up like dice the way you shake your rump is turning mighty men to mice but a plus got a surprise that there's a backbreaker now let me see you shake your rump like a rump shaker all i want to do is a zoom zoom <laughs> zoom and a boom boom i just shake your rump Oh, poetry, poetry, I... <laughs> like a, like a goddamn noise princess. Hello, everybody. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> you will have to, to be a... a certain level backer
0: to get yeah, that joke, to get that joke or just look it up. I want to send you down a delightful Google hole. Oh, Jesus. Searching noise princess. Google welcome. Holes. Google hole. The worst punk Hit band. Hit me right on a in the split... Google hole. They're, they're, they're on a split 7-inch with Noise Princess. So nobody listens <laughs> Nobody listens to that B-side. <laughs> uh, the Continue Podcast. Welcome back to Continue, everybody. This is episode 3. My name is Anthony John Agnello. And with me, as always, are my inestimable co-hosts, Susan Arndt, Uh,
1: The Bark Princess. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh...
2: I just, I want to get this out of the way. We don't have to talk about it much, but uh, Windjammers is the best game ever made.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, I've, I, so I didn't ever play Windjammers no? back in the day. And I, I realized that that seems very strange because when, like Windjammers being a bizarre versus pixel arcade game from like 1991 is the kind of thing that I specialize in. Right. And so, you know, I, I finally tried it out. And I, I I, immediately, within, like, a moment of pressing the buttons for the first time, I was like, oh, I get why this is a big deal. Yes. <laughs> I it's, totally it's understand why this has, long. like, a weird cult following. And it's great. Yeah. And it's
2: on PS4. You can play it. It's, like, 15 bucks or something.
0: Yeah. Susan, have you ever played Windjammers? Did you ever play Windjammers in a Pizza Hut, like, a thousand <laughs> years ago? Nope. It's, no idea what uh, it is. Every time, right. You guys
1: have been freaking out about this game for a year and a half and I still have <laughs> no idea why I'm supposed to give a shit about it. I'm it's, pretty sure it's just one of your things. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's ve- just, it's very it's, simple. Yeah, it's basically
2: it, it... just, it's Pong, uh, but you have some special attacks and some different moves. It's it's Pong tennis, like you can, you can shoot the frisbee out, you can lob it, you can bounce it off walls, uh, you can do some special moves, and it's just, it's got a cool aesthetic. It's just beaches and wraparound shades and sick synth tunes. Uh, and yeah. It's a
0: moving Nerf ad. Yes. Like, it, like, it just looks like everything that you would see that a Nerf football came in circa 1989. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's just, it's just delightful. It's just like really snappy and really, really good looking. And I, yeah, I get, I get why. And you don't have to spend a hundred dollars is...
2: to buy a copy yeah. of it anymore. A <laughs> hundred dollars. So. Wasn't it like hundreds? Yeah, some I don't know. I don't know how much it cost, but yeah, yeah. As as many Neo Geo games are, it was expensive. Yeah.
0: Neo Geo Neo Geo collecting, the only game in town where somebody out there is gonna drop thirty grand on a terrible two D fighter. Yep. <laughs> um we're not talking about terrible video games today, though. We are actually talking about almost entirely top-to-bottom good video games. There's a lot of good games and, out. And, and the goodest video game <laughs> that I have been playing <laughs> lately is called
1: Knack 2. I don't even Knack. know. I don't. I don't. Okay, so somebody on Twitter put this out there. We live in a world where a Knack game and a Mass Effect game are equally good. Yes, that's exactly right.
0: We, we, we live in a moment and like, like, okay, you know, I, I don't <laughs> want to go down that rabbit hole again, but it is like I if you had told me at the beginning of 2017 that I would hate the new Zelda and love the new Neck, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. You just get shut up.
2: That's a dumb. That's a dumb we dream. We live in the upside down now. Like this is where we really do. We're we in really hell really world,
0: do. and this is the reality. <laughs> so I feel like this show is actually just going to be the games you thought were going to be terrible, but actually aren't. Plus, Destiny Two show. That's that's where this is headed. I hope everybody's on board. Uh, so for Knack, both of you guys actually sort of got the roller coaster experience of my playing this game last week, <laughs> which started out, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's just fucking Knack again." And it, in fairness, when I was making fun of it at first, the first like thirty-five minutes of this really does just feel like an extension of the original PlayStation Four game which all three of us hated, but none more so than Dave. And, it, it, you know, you start out, there's a giant sort of nondescript, crappy, blocky city that looks like one of the backgrounds from the original Toy Story just mm-hmm. had Vaseline mm-hmm. smeared all over it. <laughs> yep. And the dumb, like, anonymous humans that populate Nax world for no reason are yelling about the dumb, anonymous goblins but now there are giant robots making the city blow up, and you're just in these cramped corridors, and which which for no reason the cramped corridors inside these buildings are connected to like garages randomly, so a big net can be in there. And I, I like I was just playing through, and I'm like, why are you doing this again? Like the controls <laughs> are better this time, but here we are again. And then my my wife sat down, and we tried out the co op, the couch co op which was delightful, like immediately entertaining until we got to a QuickTime event that we both had to play. And you know, like it's not like they're hard, but for a game that is ostensibly marketed as like a family game, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to put this game in front of somebody who has very little of the vocabulary for video game bullshit. like jump double jumping like i had to sit there and be like all right well if we're gonna make this jump press jump twice like i had to i and then just explaining that like just jump just keep pressing the jump just you jump again in the air and they're like but there's nothing there and you're like it doesn't matter doesn't matter my wife immediately got it but getting her to understand the quick time event Like I swear to God, we were stuck for
1: twenty goddamn minutes. (laughs) Be like, no, you have to press L one every time. Okay, wait. So, okay. So for the quick time events, is it like you take turns? You both have to be doing something simultaneously. Simultaneously.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's it's the exact same button prompts if you're playing by yourself or with somebody else at the exact same moment, and it's no different. And like they're just like it's just like dumb cutscenes. Like it's like a thing. Like. Knack jumps over a wrecking ball, and mm. then he turns really small when he comes back to it. It's like, guys, you could just let me play this. Just let me play this. But after that first half hour, you get out of the crap city, and the, the big second level <laughs> is a a like mountain village made of like windmills and conveyor belts that goes up a mountain and leads to ruins at the top of the mountain. And I like I immediately thought of the movie Major League because I sounded like the voices in all the montages where it's like ah oh, they suck
1: oh yeah and yeah, then a yeah, little yeah.
0: bit later yeah. there's the montage hey these guys are not too fucking bad and then in the final one it's like yeah they're great they're great i just couldn't i couldn't stop doing it i after that initial period nact2 becomes the most basic video game that you can imagine wherein you're a guy who looks kind of funny and has some kind of weird power. In this case, it's the ability to be giant and made of Toblerones or really tiny and made of one Toblerone. (laughs) And you go through places that don't make any sense. No level in Knack has any kind of internal coherency whatsoever. There's no reason that there should be all these moving platforms or bottomless pits. Or random areas where robots can assemble to punch you in the Toblerone groin. But it's fine. It's just, doesn't matter. It's like old school game logic where you're like, none of this makes sense? Fine, whatever. Just do it. Just jump over that thing, punch that thing, and then figure out this block pushing puzzle. And it's so good at doing those basic things that I was just immediately charmed. I was just all the way in. Does this sound appealing to either of you? Are, are you like, do you no. believe me? I am, no. I mean, I am... well,
1: okay. Now let me. Here, here's. It doesn't sound unappealing, but for me, mm. part of why Knack was such a travesty, I hate the aesthetic. Hate it. Yeah. The whole sharp point Toblerone thing.
0: Toblerone man. Yeah.
1: Hate it. I I hate it. I'm not interested. I don't want to look at that for 10 hours.
0: (laughs) See, this... And, like, beyond that first crap city, Mm -hmm. that was a thing that really helped all this. Is, A, like, everything moves much more smoothly. You know, like, what I... And, again, I understand that the original Nat got updated past the launch week. Mm -hmm. But when I was playing it, you know, it was a stuttery, janky mess. And, you know, the combat was, like, really weirdly demanding in the first one. Like, you could die in a couple of hits. And it was not easy to survive when the frame rate was crap. It was one of those moments where, like, a juddery, juddering presentation was actually causing the game to be more difficult than it should be. Mm -hmm. And all of that stuff this time just works smoothly, and the environments in general just look nicer. Like, the jungles are interesting to look at. The weird factories or old ancient temples or all of this sort of non They look like Donkey Kong Country stages. That's, oh. that's what Knack looks like now. Hmm. A- imagine Donkey Kong Country with a Toblerone monster and that's kind of what you're getting. And it's, I mean, it's equally linear. Here's, here's the thing.
1: If it were released at a different time of year, sure, uh, I might... You know, rent it, wait till it came on PS Plus, whatever. But there's just way too much stuff out that's really good, as opposed to just not shit-tastic. <laughs> well, let, let me restate, because it's not that it's not shit. It's right. good. Right, okay. And
0: uh, the other the other thing is, I will say, it, this does have to appeal to the person that likes like that sort of basic platformer. You know, like a, ga- a game that is very no frills, mm-hmm. uh, jumping and is not going to have stor- the story that's there is horrible,
1: <laughs> but it's not invasive. <laughs> it's not. No, I, like, totally, it, 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 I, I totally yeah. get it. It is the Hershey's chocolate of video games. It's more
0: like the the way I I said this to you, Dave, when I was playing it for the first time. It's what everyone says Crash Bandicoot is, but they're wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, I disagree disagree with that. I mean, Crash... Crash was always supposed to be wacky and difficult. Uh,
0: But, like, also, it was supposed... It was the evolution of the meat and potatoes game. It was, like, the Arrow the Acrobat, Sonic the Hedgehog...
1: A blank has to collect the blanks so that yeah. he can blank the blank. It, it is if if it were more
0: visually imaginative, mm-hmm. I would say that this is a game that I would prefer over the puppeteer. What? Like, yeah, that's that, I, I see. Oh, I, I've wait, been wait, trying to like. I've know. been trying to present it in like Susan terms.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, but you didn't like puppeteer very
0: much. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's here's what I here's where I'm going with. Okay. This. The okay. reason the reason I would prefer it is that while it lacks all the visual inventiveness, mm-hmm. there is no excess. Mm-hmm. The levels are really short. The levels are not filled with things that are going to force you to go back and do them mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that was something that killed me about the Puppeteer, that you would play a level, and a level would go on for like 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, that could be long, yeah, it's true. And you, you'd get to the end of it, and you'd be like, wait a second, I needed one of the special abilities... To unlock one of the secrets in there, so you're telling me I gotta play a whole forty five minute platforming oh, level okay. Wait with the cut seam- with the cutscenes in there.
1: You're saying you have to go back and play it because you want the thing to unlock all the secrets and goodies. You do not have to go back. Just you don't to, have to. Just to make progress.
0: Right, that's true. Okay. Right. Exactly. All right, but you know, like it's it's like it's like Yoshi's Island. Yeah, it's like the the knowing that the one hundred percent is out of your reach is <laughs> yeah. irksome as fuck. Yeah, and yeah. like yeah. that's the thing, like playing that too. There's none of that. There's there are little treasures in the levels, and there there are only a couple of them. It's like it's very very economically spaced out. You know, like you go in there and you'll see like one little part of a rock wall that looks a little wrong, and you're like, oh, I bet if I jump up that side. And then I change into small guy, and then I get big again to move that one platform, and then I get small again. Maybe I could get up there. And usually you can, and then there'll be like just a little secret treasure in there. And the secret treasure won't be useless. It'll be like one of four parts for a thing that'll give you like one free get out of jail card for a bottomless pit death. And it's just it's just all smart. It's just all everything. Fits together. So, like a pile of Toblerones <laughs> that turn into a golem so, that looks like nothing else in the entire world. <laughs> and it makes no sense that it'd be playing goblins. So, so my, anyway. My, my,
2: my big beef with the first one, among many beefs, uh, was just it was way too hard, especially for a kid's game. Like, the, yeah. the checkpoints sucked. You died in two hits. Uh, you The only way that you regain health was just fighting enemies so you would just go Oof. through the same battery of enemies hoping that you get one extra hit to your health meter so you can clear
0: the next challenge. is that gone all gone all gone it is e- super easy checkpointing the fight the combat's still like tough you know like you you have to play but it's not right. It it never has that feeling of like wild unfairness where it, it, you didn't even know why you died, this feels a lot more like a heavenly sword than anything else. Okay. Uh, wherein, you know, there'll be a very telegraphed hit coming from an enemy and you block it and you repel them and then you can do... Just pulling off Max moves are actually fun now and they actually look good as opposed to like just like a big, blob of golden red that's doing something on screen and you don't know what it it just it's great and like every now and again you'll you'll get that feeling like oh my god if i have to fight one more robot i'm gonna kill myself but then it goes away and you're back platforming or you're solving some kind of puzzle where you have to figure out how much weight to put on a pressure platform to open a door it's just it's just a good game i yeah i i know that i I'm just, I'm
2: gobsmacked,
0: really. Like, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thunderstruck. I realize uh, that it actually doesn't sound that appealing when you describe it out loud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, like, the, the, I, I, I do definitely see, like, I, as someone who likes platforming games and wish that there were more of them, there is something comforting, like like a warm blanket about a, yeah. about a competent platformer that you can just clear in, like, 10 yes. hours or so. Like I uh, when I pre-ordered uh, the Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, it came with a DLC code for the PS uh, PS4 version of Jack and Daxter, the first one, and that's oh, wow. a game that like I love because like there's like it's it's fun, it's got a good look to it, but they're like at the end of the day, there's nothing super special about Jack compared to like. Ratchet and Clank, or even like especially Mario. But like, as a as a game that you can finish like hundred percent in like six hours, it's yeah. a good time. It's good. Yeah, it's good fun. Time. And yeah. like, and I I miss those days when you could the... have like a good platformer. You just make a platformer, and like, there, the... there's no pretense
0: to it. You know, it, you you will probably remember this, Dave. What is the Xbox One X? platformer that's coming out that looks like the original version of conquer super lucky's tale super lucky's tale Super Lucky right.
2: palmer's tale <laughs> and uh, <laughs> colon, colon me <meme> magic
0: <laughs> no. so but like like that's that's a like that game i look at that and i'm like i want that i want that to be just a good platformer but then I, like, watch it actually being played, like, in a YouTube trailer, and I was like, there's too much going on. <laughs> I do, right. I realize that I also sound like a fussy old man who just needs his fiber. <laughs> like, where I'm like, there's too, there's too many
2: crafting systems in this, and I need something simpler. Back but... in my day, all we needed was a game with a bunch of monkeys that you captured.
0: We were happy. <laughs> we were happy to have them. We're happy to have that analog-controlled net to catch those monkeys and then sirens on their heads. Uh, <laughs> I hate that game. Yeah, even even the... There is, like, an upgrade system in NAC. Like, you... There is a... Oh, God. I saw it was a, a moment picture of the where skill like, tree. Oh, my heart sank. My heart just, like, <laughs> fucking plummeted when the first time where it's like, NAC, open up your skill tree! And i your points. And I was like, no, NAC! No, don't do level it! level up his Greek but, language skills. But it's li- <laughs> <laughs> Mac now knows Cyrillic. He can buy Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> but like it's all—it's a lie. Like it's such—it's—it's it's the biggest goddamn lie in the world that there's a skill tree, because there are only like five or six. So it's broken into four quadrants with like five or six different skills in them. And really like they're just so basic. It's just like your punch is stronger. Your kick is stronger. (laughs) Maybe you could do your body slam move a little faster. And the other quadrants don't open up at all until you get the four, the five or six that are in the first quadrant. And so it's just basically pretty linear. It's like the most simple, you completed a level. Now you're a little bit stronger. You completed a level. Now you're a little bit stronger. It's, yeah mm. that's so good it's so <laughs> it's just so wonderful and simple it's also the perfect remote play game like if you have a vita and a playstation 4 like everybody sony keep sony for some reason like the messaging around mac 2 is all like play it on ps4 pro get the dope 60 frames per second mode and and the higher reses, and... Like, no. You want it to look like crap on a PS Vita 2000 screen. Super artifact video. <laughs> artifacty and, like, dark. But it just plays just so right, and you can watch Star Trek in the background while you play it. It's just... <laughs> it's just the best. Uh, NAC2 is... Like, I... Dave, weren't you and I in the same room together when that was announced and we were just like, "No." No. That um, was it was that
2: not I E3 was at last PSX year, and I took a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, yeah,
1: we PSX. were we were watching the stream, Anthony, and we just collectively <laughs> everyone at GamesRadar in that uh, moment
0: just screamed.
1: Just
2: screamed. And then two two of my friends who were sitting next to me at PSX were both taking pictures of my dumb looking face as I'm just like <laughs> taking photos for social media and just angry weeping. and
1: dying a little inside, yeah. <laughs>
0: just weeping. I love I love that so much because this like like it's not even that like, like, oh well it doesn't suck. Like it would be one thing if I could be like, oh NAC two doesn't suck. Like congratulations everybody. But the fact that it is actually good. Like Something that I would recommend somebody somebody who's like building their PlayStation 4 library and wants like a nicely curated collection of PlayStation 4 games, this is one to have in there. Like not even just for completionists' sake. Uh, so the exact same reaction that we had to NAC 2 of like gnashing of teeth and anguish and screaming, I think is the exact same way that we all felt when we saw the leaked Promotional art for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I
1: don't I don't know that there was dismay so much as, what the fuck is this? Yeah, confusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, was like, just pure How?
0: confusion.
1: What? Confu- uh,
0: confusion and, like, there was some fan rage. Like, there was... Some there was some, have, some. people are very teeth. angry about the rabbits, and I don't get it.
1: I d- Well, yeah, yeah people. Uh, I think people kind of have a minion esque response to them.
0: They were first. Well, they, I think
1: they they're were funny. They're
0: funny, and they. But the the problem was is that there was a dark moment from like two thousand seven to about twenty ten, where they like Ubisoft was just like let's put them in everything. Yeah, that's true. Well, and yeah. like, but who, like, that's who first... Rayman when we got these dumb rabbit things, <laughs> rabbit party
1: right. games. Yeah. yeah,
0: and like the first one, the first one was beloved. Like that Wii launch game killed everybody loved that. And then like they they put out like four sequels inside of two years, and everybody was like, mm, no. "Yeah, okay, stop it, but stop it." So like they everybody turned immediately from that sort of mystification when it actually showed up at E three during wow, this really is the year of impossibility because Ubisoft's press conference was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just realized world. we're talking we're talking about nothing that makes sense. Ubisoft's press conference was incredible. And everybody walked out of that being like Mario and Rabbits looks amazing. Yeah. And I I guess the proof is in the pudding, Susan, because you say it has an underpants level. It it does. It
1: has. There's a level called Underpants Gulch, yes. and it why is a gulch? why that mm-hmm. word because well because <laughs> it's words. part of, it's part of the, the the desert level and you know it's very got that southwestern kind of okay. look to it. So it's it's a it's an old westy kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So for those who are unaware of what this bizarre game is, it is a tactics game. Uh, the shtick is that there's an inventor who has made this thing that combines items. Like, you can combine a lamp and a flower and get a flower that produces light. That kind of thing. And the rabbits show up, and they're doing their rabbit thing, being doofuses, and they start playing with it, and things go hilariously wrong. And this is how you end up with, uh, Rabbit Mario and Rabbit Yoshi and, you know, rabbit-flavored Mario stuff. Okay. And now it's a a tactics game. You you have a three-person team. One of them has to be Mario, which I think is bullshit, but okay. Hmm. You can move a certain number of steps every uh, turn. You get a uh, major action and a minor action, which is usually combat and then support, something like that. And every level has an objective, like defeat all the enemies or make it to this part of the map uh, in a certain number of turns. Go, you know, defeat the boss, whatever, and that's it. And it is wonderful. It's so good. First of all, the 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 tactic play is super solid. It's very very challenging, mm. even if you're good at those kinds of games. But nicely, is it just XCOM?
0: Like, is it is, is it just mm. XCOM, or is it like Fire Emblem? I've been sh- shaky on this.
1: Well, it's okay. So here's the thing: it's it's not going to be as complex. As an XCOM. Good. Th- this wants to be an accessible tactics game. So, like, you, the goal is to com- may- maybe complete the, uh, defeat all the enemies in five rounds. Hmm. If you don't do that in five rounds, you get to keep going until you do it. You just won't get the good trophy. Right? Like, you'll get the bronze trophy if you don't, instead of the gold. Which is nice, because it's really frustrating when you're doing a tactics game, and it's it's you don't meet that requirement you gotta start all the way over because you know one dude had four hit points left and you just needed one more (laughs) damn shot right uh there's also every level uh opens up with the option to play it in easy mode Mm. so if you are a newer player or this is maybe your first tactics rodeo great or if you're just trying to get past a particular level like I don't know. For example, the first level of Spooky World, which was wrecking my shit for like 45 <laughs> minutes last night, and you just want to make some progress, you can. Uh, it's it, it it's a it's a really really great introduction to tactics style gameplay, while also being challenging enough for anybody who's experienced. You know, yeah, it's, but- it's not it's not a kiddie game, but it's also not like super grown-up game
2: but it also and it also does some really cool stuff with movement too so like you can uh as you move your characters around the map you can also move your character into an enemy and you'll do a slide attack but that also lets you like move around a little bit more so you can get extra attacks in on an enemy so you move do a slide attack move behind cover shoot them and like you can get a, a gun that like launches them in the air and then have another character set up to, like, if a character moves in their vicinity, he'll attack them. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, like the XCOM's Overwatch ability. So you can set up combos that way. You can leap on top of your own party members to send them launched up to, like, uh, high cover or, or uh, to, like, to the high ground or uh, give them more movement spaces to yep. do. So, yeah, there's a lot. Like, it's it's surprisingly deep.
1: It is surprisingly deep, but it also introduces you to all of those abilities gradually enough that you you never feel overwhelmed. And new characters are are unlocked at a pace that makes sense and opens up those new abilities once you've mastered the first set uh, of abilities. So that's really helpful. And it's the attention to detail in this game is staggering. It is so beautiful. And it is the perfect blending of the Mario universe and Rabbits characters. So you've got the Mario with, you know, the mushrooms and great big bumblebees and happy sunflowers and everything really vibrantly colored and big and chunky. And then you've got Rabbits being doofuses and with underpants on their heads and playing with plungers <laughs> and coming out of a toilet and, you know, that all that kind of really juvenile but, but also kind of cute humor. It's uh, amazingly balanced. I I'm just blown away by it, Susan. It's so awesome.
0: Like I I'm gonna. I, like, this is just one of those situations where there's just so much out, and you just have to pick and choose what you're going to actually play. That I you know the only reason I'm not playing this right now is that it came out the same week as a Yakuza game, and I'm mm. I'm but a I'm but a man. I like <laughs> that's, I fair? Can't, <laughs> that's fair. That's I, I I there's like if you put Kazuma Kiryu in front of me. I just melt you, and start giggling. You have to restore it, your it just, honor. It's fine. We, I have like, to, I te- it's I, fine, yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from, but suddenly I'm wearing a sport coat and then I tear <laughs> it off. And I don't know why. But uh, like, I, I'm definitely going to play Mario and Rabbids. There's not a question of that. But I'm so excited by the way you're describing it because if you took everything that you were saying about it as a tactics game with the worlds of Mario and Rabbids and replaced it with RPG mechanics rather than tactics stuff, like turn-based mm-hmm. RPG stuff, mm-hmm. it would sound like you were talking about Super Mario RPG. Yup! That's that's what this, way more so than Paper Mario yep. or Mario and Luigi, like this sounds
1: like the Mario RPG sequel I've wanted for 20 years. Yeah. It, it is very, very like that. You know that, how Super Mario RPG is just, it's just so plump. Everything is yes! just so, yeah. yeah, that is what this game is. I love that. It's I love so, that. it's just, just walking around, and there's all these secrets, and it's funny, and, okay, there's a bazillion collectibles, and to be perfectly honest, anything that isn't a weapon, you don't really, it does right. you no good, because you, you can care. only yeah. access it in the museum. So, yeah. like, who gives a shit? Um, but, something else I really like about uh, the game, the coins are meaningful. So you're collecting coins because it's a Mario game. But, you know, at this point, coins are kind of pointless in Mario. Uh, yeah. B- but now they're how you buy your new weapons. Cool. Yeah. Like cool. your your uh, your little sentry bot or a new gun or a bazooka or the, the mailbox that Ma- uh, uh, Rabid Mario uses to thwack people. Yeah, the better <laughs> weapons are going to cost you some serious coins, so of course you're collecting all the coins.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
2: You know else is awesome. I... You play stink is nowhere near this game.
1: Yeah. True. There's no. You, true. There's no. Oh. You play long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's at no. You play stink. At all. There's no.
0: <laughs>
1: at all. The there's, there's no, no option at of the you bottom. Play is nowhere near. Yeah.
0: There's nothing in the the shop when you're trying to buy weapons for Mario and company. There's no thing that says like buy your Tom Clancy's Wildlands oh, weapons for rabbits.
1: No! no, but but but. So, uh, princess da- uh, Princess Peach has a grenade that is shaped like a rubber ducky I because love that. because rabbits are obsessed with rubber duckies. And one of them has a a Sam Fisher mask on, you know, those, the the three, the night vision goggles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the different, the different weapons you have, they look like things. They're, they're, you know, one's a koi fish and one's a mailbox, like I said. And, and well, this one is, uh, is Sam Fisher. I like that. That's, it's really cute. It's really, really cute, man. Wow. I, I'm, I'm very,
0: uh, I, I'm proud of Ubisoft and Nintendo for for taking a risk and doing something weird because it sounds like it's really paid off. It, it's... it's also, I, I, it really does sound like this is the this is the formula, I guess. Like if Nintendo's going to make an awesome Mario that involves some kind of role-playing or turn-based activity, they need somebody from outside the yeah. company to make it. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> we get somebody else to do this. Um, man, Dave, this just popped in my head. You were at PAX West, yes, and I wanted just out of curiosity, did you get to do you played Super Mario Odyssey? I did, but did you get to do any of the coin stuff in that? Because uh, now that I heard that the coins matter in Mario and Rabbids, it popped in my head they, that they're doing yes. that there. So,
2: yeah, so I uh, I did get to play Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, you. The coins in that actually matter in, in the same way that they do in Mario and Rabbit. So instead of, like, because there are no lives in Super Mario Odyssey, they just did away with it. But now awesome. you collect coins to buy stuff for for Mario. So, like, I bought him a dapper little pinstripe suit and what? a cool fedora. And I ran around this little, like, desert world in, in a cool suit. And so that's flagrant stereotyping yeah, of yeah, Italian. Well, well yeah, look, okay. Flagrant stereotyping. I I I am I am drafting a letter to the anti you know the anti defamation league. league. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that, but also there are upgrades. So like you can upgrade how many hearts you have. And that costs coins and you can spend your coins to upgrade your health meter. So there's a little bit more oh, to I it. Oh, like that. The, yeah, uh, I like that. The person who was there to like demo the game, uh, standing next to me, kind of watching over. I asked, her, "Like, so, do the suits do anything?" And she was like, "Well, we're not really going into that right now. But right now, they just make Mario look cool. So I wonder if the suits will actually give you powers."
1: Oh, like, like you know, like the bee suit or the Tanuki suit, or yeah, or the frog suit.
2: Yeah. So. So yeah. So yeah, the coins actually do stuff. It's cool, man. Love Mario it. Odyssey is gonna be. It's. I played for about 10 minutes and like they they drop you into this de- this desert world and just say, okay, go to that shining light. that's where your kind of the ultimate goal for this level is right now. I didn't even make it because I was too busy going like, oh, what's this over here? Oh, there's a moon hidden here. Oh, what's this in this block? Oh, there's there's a moon over here. And just like there's so many things off the beaten path. like it reminds me more of uh, like one of my friends at Pax mentioned that it's a lot more like banjo kazooie. Than even like previous Mario games where you have this big environment with all this stuff to do inside of it, um, but the game doesn't kick you out once you figure it out, like once you solve a puzzle. So you're just you're in it. You can do whatever you want, and you just keep going. And There's so many little things to pull your attention every which way. It's really it's so dense every frame, um,
0: but yeah, it's I can't wait. Mario's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah. it's looking cool. So I like before we're I I I think you and I were texting back and forth, Dave, about Super Mario Odyssey, and we were like, "When once October comes around, this is just all anybody's going to talk about till the end of the year." Like Super Mario Odyssey is just going to be all of the video game world's brain yep. for November and December. Yep. It's just it's over. Everybody pack up if, your things, go Seriously. Home.
1: <laughs> switches are are back in stock right now if you have considered getting one do it do for it the now. love of god it's do the, it now yeah,
0: it's the last chance guys it's, yeah
1: it, it, that's it you will
0: like you will have a better chance of getting a snes classic
1: this fall <laughs> seriously
0: after october then you will a switch through the new year uh but i i guess between now and then you guys have both been doing the thing that is the thing to do in video game land as well uh, and I haven't I haven't touched it at all you won't I will I will eventually no I'll do what I always do which is I'll get it in like six months and then I'll co-op the story with somebody and that'll be fine I won't, I won't I'm not there for the long con yeah, okay but but Dave, says it's a real video game this time. Yeah, it's they made it, a game. Is Destiny 2 an actual video they game? They made a game for humans.
1: Oh my god.
2: It, they did it.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Did you play Wait, no, I know you played Destiny past vanilla because oh, yeah. when I start Yeah, I know this because when you start up Destiny 2, it takes you back through your memories. Which is, who did you finish the first game with? Who did you finish uh, Dark Below with? Who did you finish uh, the wolf one? The Wolf Among Us? Wolf. Yeah. There was a wolf. <laughs> House of Wolves? House of Wolves, that's it. Like, wolf that mother. It. And I, I completed that with you, sir. Yeah. No, I, yeah,
2: I played all this stuff. Uh, I played all the... Expi- and, like, I never got into the... I think the only raid that I finished was Vault of Glass, and that was with... The Games Radar team and we all did that
1: together. Yes, yes. And, and I, I, I saved that little, that little moment from my memories because I was like, oh, that was yeah. fun." I will never do another raid ever again. Nope, nope. It
2: was a bunch of bullshit. But I had it fun was, with you it was guys. A bunch
1: of bullshit. I love, I love the people I did it with. But oh my god, raids of yeah. bullshit.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So, and that that's kind of ultimately the the main problem with Destiny One, is that it was this really amazing shooting game. With some of the most asinine and obtuse design decisions and mechanics surrounding it, um, and I think like even the most hardcore Destiny fans would agree that that was the case with the first one. Like you loved it, but sometimes you kind of wondered if the the reason why they were doing the things they were doing was basically saying "fuck you, it's Destiny."
1: Uh, <laughs> See no, here, no, no, no. That, yeah. Okay, look, 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 look. Here, here's okay. First of all, we all need to accept that Vanilla Destiny was bullshit. Yes, it was. Okay? It, was bu- it was just bullshit. Taken King fixed most of what was broken with Destiny, but they made a bunch of just very strange choices for Vanilla. And then they had to do the best they could yeah. to build on top of that without completely tearing it apart, which would take too much time and resources. So it could only get fixed so much because they made such strange yeah. choices I, in what, the beginning. What? Can you remind
0: me what the path through the updates were? Which one? Which, did Taken King for, come first or Wolves of the Cala, or whatever the hell it's no, called? No.
2: So there, there was the Dark Below and then there was a second expansion. That was the first year.
1: And right yeah and that was that was Wolfpack 101. and yes. that was the Wolfpack one yeah and then and then, and then taken
0: yeah. King was year it was the, the that was in the third like technically the third year right
2: no Taken King was the second year that was the big expansion for that year they're like, this is all we're doing we like there will be like this is the content we will be updating it with live content, but this is what you get and is then, that the one where the next where year, Malcolm
0: Reynolds came in is that when Malcolm Reynolds joined the party? Yes. Well, he was always there, but that yeah, was no. when they're like they made him like when kinda... they made him a character. All right, that's when I came back. Yeah. Okay. Because Vanilla, Susan, you and I started Vanilla when it first came out. We were like, oh, why yeah. isn't this the beta? Screw this. Yeah. And bailed. And then I came back. You came back in. I made no
1: no no. I made it to level. I finished the story, and I I made it to level twenty. And yeah. that's when the ridiculous leveling bullshit started. Yeah, some real out. bullshit. I'm like, yeah. no, no, Motes of Light, fuck you. No, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> stop it. Uh, and then, so when they released Taken King, which gave, uh, created a more proper, or, or, I shouldn't say proper, there is not only one right way to do a leveling system, but mm-hmm, something that yeah. made a bit more sense with a leveling system. That's when I went back and did, uh, Wolf Nightmares and Dark Glow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the,
0: the leveling the leveling was something that was accessible for somebody that didn't want a goddamn job that they weren't yeah. Yeah. Like that's so I came back with Taken King and just like played the story. Like I did it. I, yep. A buddy yep. and I just ran everything through the Wolf story and the Taken King and that was a great thing. And I dabbled in, like, the long con stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I I did a few of the big raids and, like, got into, like, the Court of Oryx stuff. Oh, I love the the Court of Oryx. Yeah, that that stuff was awesome. I loved that stuff. But I also didn't need to keep doing it. See, that's, yeah, that's the thing. And that's, I'm wondering,
1: what's different now Uh, is my question what now the story is actually good it's good and also overt there are characters and there are stakes yeah <laughs> i
0: don't believe either <laughs> no, i'm i'm kidding i'm i'm kidding because the, like i i enjoyed i enjoyed um the story in the taken king especially like that stuff was cool i liked learning about um what's her pants the craft cosplayer uh she had a shop. God, God, I can't remember any of the characters. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Aaron's mom. Aaron's <laughs> mom.
0: Aaron's mom. Yeah. Aaron's mom. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's Aaron something, right? It's, it's Eris Morn. Uh, oh, Eris Morn. Yeah. Eris Morn. See, okay. It, it, for the audience, in case you don't know, uh, I, because I used to play Destiny on a smaller television, I have different names for pretty much everything in the game. Uh, Shanks are actually sharks. Uh, <laughs> dregs are dugs. Okay. Uh, Eris Morn is Aaron's mom. Um,
0: Ball. There's
1: Ball. There's ball. Well, there's Space Ball, but Space yeah. Ball is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh <laughs> Honda Scions, but that's
0: different. Um, <laughs> is is Ball dead? Is that the premise ball? of Destiny Two?
1: Ball Ball got blowed the hell up.
0: So ball is just done. Yeah, we're never gonna find out what ball really was. No, but...
1: no, 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 no. That's the whole. Okay. So I want to get too spoilery. Okay. Um. But yeah. So okay. So if you if you were in the beta, you know that uh cabal come, they blow up ball, mm-hmm. they kick the shit out of you and your ghost, push you off the tower, and they're like. Yo, we the captain now.
2: Yeah. Huh. Oh, and you they take so your light the... away. That's the important thing, because, like, you can't... You're no longer yeah. mortal.
0: Mm-hmm. T- so they take away your various suit and your grapple yep. beam yep. and yep. your ice gun. Yep. yep. Got, it. got yep. it. Yep.
1: And... I uh, wonder... Yeah. I w- I'm
0: surprised that they didn't make it an achievement or trophy to be like, you just got metroided, son.
1: <laughs> 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 but yeah, that is exactly what happens. And so... Uh, your one of your first missions is there's a there's a big shard of ball sticking out of the ground hmm. and you've had a vision of it so you're like I gotta go check out ball and your new friend the the Falcon lady is like I don't think you should go check out ball and you're like no I totally got to check out ball and she's like that sounds like a dumb thing to do but whatever you're a grown man I don't care so uh y- you go and you check out ball and I don't know want to tell you what happens
0: all right, but like, cool. As this is happening, that actually like, sounds like an actual story. There are characters read yeah. about. There are characters
2: talking to you. Like she tells you about this. Like it's not just like like a trans like an animation at, like a loading screen as the dude from uh, Fringe talks at you about a bunch of proper nouns that you don't know about. <laughs> like she's actually <laughs> that took talking me a minute, to you. From Fringe, <laughs> like
0: they made a video game. Cool. Yeah. So I uh, one thing one question about all this story stuff. So something that I like it really got stuck in my craw in the original Destiny was all the story stuff in Vanilla Destiny was like framed around you being a chosen one, and it was all about making you feel like a special little flower in the mm-hmm. universe. Like that, that har- like every single time you rolled a new character. You had to sit through that cutscene, mm. which it's like, welcome, Guardian, to my big library. You can and skip cutscenes now. Oh, that's awesome. But like, you'd be like, guy, I just saw 50 other people with faux hawks walk in here. I know that you're giving them the same spiel that you're giving me, and so there was always that disconnect sure. of like the collaborative world. Well, and the... okay, but it, to be fair, that's a problem that every MMO has but like i like star wars night the old republic not to talk about a game that's ancient but <laughs> <laughs> the old republic is like the first bi- i've i've been dipping my toes into mmos in 2017 I played about 10 hours of Final Fantasy XIV. Did you play then... EverQuest? Because that's about your speed. Uh, yeah, I know. That's how you typically go with Cause games. Because I like that low-poly look, Susan. i got to get that weird, Yankee well, poly guy. I could uh, play
1: something from this year, or...
0: <laughs> yeah, I... So I, I... Well, you know, these are free. They're free. So I, free I played Final Fantasy XIV, and I played a bunch of Star Wars The Old Republic, and I... I really, really, like, I want to get back into Star Wars The Old Republic because I was really enjoying it. And that really sidesteps the you're a special little individual. Mm -hmm. Like, it definitely feels like your character is sort of walking into something. And that made it feel very interesting and good. Also, like, I, I was one of those people that always talked shit on Bioware for being like, well, we're making this instead of Knights of the Old Republic 3 because this is 3 and 4 and 5. And Six I was like, shut up, guys. But they were right. It really is just more knights. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you miss Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. go play the Old Republic. That w- They weren't... That's not marketing bullshit. It's like
1: right there in the name.
0: It's just in yeah. the name. It really yeah. is just that game. But I, well, I it, was... No,
1: they... It, Destiny 1 was very much like, oh, you are the harbinger of light, and you yes. are here to, yeah. Yes. No, no, no. This is... You are one of the few surviving guardians everybody's dead the city blown the hell up humanity needs your help because you're good with a gun cool so it's not like you have pardon the pun some predetermined destiny uh to to be the savior of everything you're just you know you're a a very highly trained soldier and your home was just invaded by enemy Hmm. combatants that's that's the vibe at least in as far as i've gotten that's the vibe awesome that's that's man
0: yeah i'm i'm looking forward to playing this yeah there's too many there's too many things to play there I, are I, too many things to play <laughs> like i'm not playing destiny this week a because i haven't even i haven't even started yakuza Kawami yet it's just sitting there the steel book and like every now and again i'll be like in my office and i'll hear kazuma who be like what is wrong with you you've turned your back on me. you be like, Cass, I can't do it right now. I have work right now, buddy. And he's like, don't you want to tear off your coat? I'm not wearing a coat. And then I look down and I'm wearing a coat. Wow. <laughs> so fucked up. But I like, I can't, I can't play destiny two right now because I know myself well enough to know, like I would start it. I would start playing with you two. And then next week would roll around and be like, guys, I got to go. Metroid, Metroid happened. I got to, mm-hmm. sorry. I, <laughs> sorry. I've been metroided. think see you in, in
2: six months. November <laughs> seems like a good time because like I was looking yes. at the schedule of games and like it,
0: this year it seems like after Call of Duty there's not a whole lot left. There is a single game. So like uh, the the reliable if anybody out there wants like a consistently updated release date schedule, yes, please. Game Informers Game Informers release date schedule is flawless. It's always up to date. I keep it bookmarked every year, like at the beginning of January, I just bookmark Game Informer's release schedule because they, they really keep it updated and no one else does. When you go there right now, there is a single game coming out in December and it's fucking steep, so no oh. games are coming out in December. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Or no, 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 forgive me. It's um The Crew 2. Oh, which is not <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Steve still has wow. to come out on
2: Switch sometime this year, so... <laughs>
0: I didn't... I was not doing that on purpose. I swear to That's God, that so wasn't a gang. That was not a bit. I was... I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it's... Yeah, it's, it's the Ubisoft game. It's like
1: my inability to remember... Now I can because it, it, it was such a shit show, but The Division... I oh, could not remember the name of that game to save my life before it came out. Oh, you mean but North Face,
2: was... the video game?
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Play that
0: game. Get a it's sweet
1: just, beanie. It's, it's so. <laughs> it's just so meh.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a like, piping hot eh. plate of meh. Well, while we while we dream about a far distant future where maybe we'll get an SSX again. That That isn't about North Face the game because SSX 2012 was also just steep without the online functionality. Uh, we can talk about one last really good, really new game. Dave, you're neck deep in Absolver. What yeah. is this game? Okay. What is it? What is it? So it's a lot of things.
2: I think <laughs> the best way to kind of put it, it is a shared world fighting game. What does that uh, and, even mean? So, like, you know how Destiny One is like, Des- It's a shared world shooter. Like, you go in. Sometimes there are people running around. Sometimes okay. there are people running around. It's okay. that, but it's a fighting game. So, you how have does a big, that work? So, you have a big open world, right? Um, so, the this the story of the game is uh, more paper thin than the first. De- and f- there's a lot of things here about the fir- about Absolver that remind me of the first Destiny game. Uh, so you are a dude. You're you're training uh, uh, with this martial arts guy with a bunch of other martial arts people, as you do, and he takes you off into a room and he puts a mask on your face. You put the mask on, what? and and you wake up in a mystical, uh, desecrated land, and Come your like you job did. is to beat up a bunch of dudes, and then you win, like that. What? Ba- yeah, basically the plot of the game is there. There are certain. Very strong people throughout this area, and you have to fight them too, uh, and then once you've proven your worth, you make it up to the top, and once you finish, you officially become an absolver. Um, I'm only a couple hours into it because I've, like, one of my biggest complaints about the game right now is just it's really buggy. Like the, the, oh, the, yeah, no. this Cause one of the biggest draws of this game is that it is online. So when you log in, you will run around, you'll meet other people in the game and sometimes you can attack them. Other times you can just, you hit a button and you can partner up with them and you can run through this world and beat people up together. Uh, and it's really cool. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait,
1: wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. I need to, okay. When you say it's a fighting game, do you mean like, it's like, it's like streets of rage or it's like soul Calibur?
2: Uh, more, I'd say like Soul Calibur, because it's, it's a okay. behind-the-back camera. Uh, you have two buttons. You have a square button, which is kind of your normal attack, and then you have a triangle button, which is your alternate attack. Uh, and you have four stances. It's actually uh, the team that worked on this is called Slow Clap, and they're made up of a bunch of ex-Ubisoft developers and the way that the fighting works is not unlike For Honor.
1: I was about to say, this sounds like For Honor, kind of. Yeah. Okay,
2: okay. Uh, So yeah, you have four different stances, and you can switch between them by holding down the right trigger and using the analog stick. Or if you're in a combo, you can press the triangle button, and the triangle button will always switch you to a different stance. So you can string combos uh, and and change stances on the fly, uh, guard, that sort of thing. Uh, it's really cool. Like it, it, all the the punches uh, and like all the hits have a really good weight, really good feel to them. Uh, and there, there's a like it's it's there's a very deliberate tactical feel to combat. Plus, you can go into your combat deck, is what they call it, and you can look at all the moves that you have and you can rearrange them on the stances, uh, switch stuff out, stuff that like hey, you, you just learned a new attack. You can switch out one of your weaker attacks and put that in so you can change your combos kind of like, uh, what was that game, uh, Remember Me? Where you can like sort of
0: um, customize oh, yeah. combos like that. Um, that was like the best part of the
2: yeah. stuff that you actually did in Remember Me. Uh, and the other thing, too, is that you learn moves as you play. So you only start with a very specific slate of moves. And... Uh, as you block enemy attacks or dodge them or absorb them, because you can have uh, special moves that will let you like absorb attacks, and then when you attack back, you'll regain your health plus like do extra damage, uh, You a little meter will appear next to the move above the character. If you can defeat that enemy, you will bank those experience points. And then once that meter's all the way full, you will officially learn that move. So you start oh, out with one school of fighting. And there are like four different schools, and you can eventually learn all the moves. Uh, be- or no, you can start with one of three. There's actually a fourth school that you can only learn by actually absorbing the moves through fighting them. Um, and yeah, like it. There's a real. It's it's got a really cool like low texture look. Like, uh, have you seen those pictures of like modders who make Skyrim look like it has no textures and it looks like. Uh, oh, oh I I lo- oh, yeah.
0: I want that in the Switch version of the game. That it looks so good. Looks that's what this game looks like. It's got a
2: really cool like low texture vibe to it. it. Has a really cool look. Really cool vibe. Um really desolate, haunting. The soundtrack what little there is is done by Austin Wintery. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Like it's it's a really cool game, but the thing is is that one it's just it's kind of a technical mess right now. I'm hoping Hoping that they get that worked out soon because I really want to dig into it more. But it's just like I keep having connection issues. I keep like I log in and like every all of the people online are moving around, but none of the AI is doing anything. So I oh. can just punch them <laughs> and take their experience points. And I'm like, well, I don't want to cheat. <laughs> so so yeah. Yikes. So I've I, I've only been kind of poking in here and there. Um, but what I've played is really cool. The other thing is that. It is really light on single-player content right now, and I don't know if that's just by design or just by the fact that, like... Uh,
0: well, there's like there's a
2: story, right? It, it, like I said, it's very light. You fight a bunch of dudes, and then you win. Uh, like, all the reviews I've said... <laughs> all of the reviews that I've seen have said that the game is about 6 to 10 hours long, like, the single-player, and the story is meh. But the thing is, is that... Uh, based on what I've read, that like that's where the game, quote unquote, starts. So once you beat the game and you become an absolver, then you yeah. Absol- you yeah you can join a school, and what that does is that lets you actually train under the tutelage of another player online, and that has its own ranking system. Like you'll you start as a white belt, you can go all the way up, and then eventually you can as you get like good enough you can form your own school, and you can train other people. And this is all with online characters, like actual people playing the game. Oh, neat. uh, Outside of the the story content. So it feels like that the story is training for a larger online mode. Almost like the story itself is more like a lobby, in a way. Uh, just to like practice to get good to the point where you can like fight people online. And like, it's the, cool. the hey. developers are going to add more stuff. Like, they're, they're adding tournament modes and like other things to the game over time. Those will all be free updates. But like, it, it makes me wonder if like it's going to be another situation where it's like
0: Absolver 1 has this yeah. really cool idea, but there's just not enough of It's there. just not there. Well, so, the issue is, is that it relies entirely on this like growing occult. And not, not even, like, a regular player base, but a small group of people who get really into playing it a lot. But who the hell knows if that happens? And it sounds like, you know, it, it, would, need, it would need to work perfectly for that base to form and then stick around. Because, you know, like, why, why would you want to, like, form a sweet school to teach all these people this martial arts stuff, when you're going to have opponents out there who will just be like farming AI character experience points because they don't move, or, you know? <laughs> right. It sounds it sounds like that stuff really needs to be addressed. And like
2: the, I I th- I think they are. I've heard that they're you know they're working around the clock to fix those issues. And I and I'm I'm I have confidence that they will be fixed over time. Um, but it just again it just it makes me feel that like Absolver two is gonna be kick ass if they can make mm-hmm. it. You know? Because it'll have it'll have this foundation of a really good game, the lessons that they've learned from it, and then it'll just like Absolver 2 will fill that out. Or I don't know, maybe like future DLC will add more story stuff to it. I, I, I don't know what's going on. But it's like if you're just coming for the single player content, maybe don't play Absolver. But if you mm-hmm. want like a cool fighting game with the cool style and you you wanna like fight against other people online. I I think you'll find a lot to like there. It's a very different kind of fighting game than like like Street Fighter or or more Yeah,
0: Kombat. I think I think I'll wait for some updates to hit. Yeah. Maybe maybe in December if I'm not playing Destiny 2 with you guys at that point, I'll and and I'll instead of playing The Steep Crew 2, <laughs> I'll check out Absolver. The Steep Crew. <laughs> the Steep Crew the shittiest punk band who won't even be on the EP with Noise Princess and Google Hall. <laughs> <laughs> The steep crew is just a bunch of posers and they don't want them involved uh, 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 before we do backer shout outs Dave is there anything else at Pax West that uh that lit your lit your candle?
1: yeah uh, so the, the Pax is a little pick weird.
0: one Dave pick one
1: yeah pick one pick one one. Game. <laughs> one one that we perhaps have not heard about or played
2: yes okay
1: i'm gonna talk about
2: ufo 50 Ooh, oh that? snap yeah what is it okay so ufo 50 is a it, it, it feels like a game jam compilation but it, it's it's real weird okay so have you heard of this cart called action 52
0: it's, the, it's like just a, go on. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a compilation of really shitty NES games by a single developer. It's very expensive. Yeah, and it's very this expensive.
2: Is, it's, it's unlicensed. It's it's yeah. just it is 52 garbage games on one And
0: <laughs> this is really famous indie developers yeah, of like, the moment. Like yeah, the guy like, that created Downwell, yes, the, doing oh, their own version of it. Yeah,
2: it's well, it's like uh, yeah, it's the guy who created Downwell a bunch of other developers but like kind of the big name sort of behind all of it uh is Derek Yu, the guy who made Spelunky. Um, yeah, okay. So what he what with him and this like team of indie developers wanted to do was make one of those carts but like good with good games okay. and so it is it, it is a collection of 50 games made by a fictional game developer called UFO and it okay. collects uh, a series of games that they made quote unquote back in the 1980s such as Fist Hell you remember <laughs> you remember Fist Hell that hit brawler from 1988 that looks like river city rampage uh like it, it's stuff like that but it, they're all weird like th- there's one game i forget uh, like I, I i forget what the game was called but it was this little platform you plays this egg thing with two legs and the way that you move is any button on the d-pad will move you left a or b will move you right And the way that you jump is if you hold one direction and press the other button. And, like, the game doesn't tell you how to control it. The game doesn't tell you what you're supposed to be doing. You just, it's like you just picked up a cartridge off the shelf at a rental store that didn't have instruction manual and you just go. Uh, But all of these games are developed by people who actually, like, know how to make games. So they're all really intuitive and easy to learn and fun. And they're all designed to be, like, they're all not going to be huge full-size games. Like you're not going to find a 6 to 8 hour uh like epic game in here. But they're all about like uh, some of them are multiplayer combat games. Other games are like platformers that'll take you like an hour or two to finish. Uh, some of them are more arcade, but they're like full arcade experiences with like a handful of stages to complete. And yeah, there are fifty games, and there's like action games, RPGs, strategy games. Like there's a tower defense game in there, and they're all built to look like they belong on an NES. So they all have that that same kind of like how however many colors that the NES could produce, like what like eight or sixteen or something. Eight. That, yeah, that kind of color palette. Um, but they they all feel more. Mo- they they definitely feel smoother. Than an NES game. Dave, uh, is this
0: only sure. is this only PC right now? Uh, there... it's
2: coming early twenty eighteen and they're saying PC and unspecified consoles.
0: Man, so I swear th- to it... God. Give me that Switch version, baby. Oh, no. I,
1: I I feel like that has to, right?
0: Yeah. It has to happen. They gotta they gotta do it. Yeah, one and thing like, I noticed
2: it... at PAX, like Switch demos are hot.
0: People want to yeah. play those
2: games on Switch. It's oh, man. yeah. But yeah, yeah but no, what about... it, it,
0: it's what about good. Vita, Dave? What about Vita? Vita's. Now it's Vita over. I realize dream. the dream is dead. Vita means life. I saw
2: I think there were a couple of Vita games there. No, it. there there, <laughs> there there
0: are some very promising Vita games that are already announced for 2018. So the dream isn't totally dead. It's just it's just you're like, come on. The Switch exists now. Yeah it's pretty there? Do? Oh, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. We are going to have a little backer bonus section in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, before we sign off for the regular episode, we want to thank some folks out loud. Dave, could you thank some wonderful people yeah, on our behalf? Yeah, thank
2: you, thank you. To Ryan Brady, John, Peter, Miko, Rico, Torino, Christopher, Martin, Kovach, Lutney, one of seven, Francisco Areas, uh Kaylin Houston, Axel Olsen-Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson Shane Nelson, Fossi Cyan, uh, Yattle, Jacob Christos, Chris Punk, John Phillips, Tim Chesson, Jose Cordova. Phipps, not Phillips. Oh, is it Phipps? Okay, I need to...
1: No, I think that there are, <laughs> t- there are two of them. Are there two of them?
2: Yes. There's a okay. Phillips, and then there's a... Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, one of you is going to have to change part of your name. Part of not <laughs> <it? laughs> I, I mean, it's up to you. Talk amongst yourselves. But, yes.
2: Let's see. Where's uh, Daniel Squire, Tom, Derek Sanskrit, Casey, and Nick Rugan Thank you so much. Uh, if you want your name shouted out on the podcast, uh, that is part of our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash continuepodcast, and if you pledge 10 dollars a month we will uh, i will mispronounce your name on our podcast
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and eventually we'll we'll sync it to that Animadiac song where they're like da 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 we'll do that with all your names except we won't because none of us are that good at music
2: uh <laughs> that's true as we no, have so, true.
0: as we have so proven as we again, have it. proven we prove as every we episode we prove at the
1: beginning of every
0: show everyone uh, everybody, if you want to know other things, if you just want to like talk to us on the internet, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter. That's at Continue Pod. You can go to Facebook. It is at uh, Facebook.com/slash Continue Pod. Uh, we do not have any kind of regular streaming schedule. It's a thing that we do when we have the time because we like to do it. And you can follow us on Twitch at Twitch.tv/ContinuePodcast. Uh, and if you feel like it, you can follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello. And you can also listen to me on another podcast called video game grooves. Just Google that. It's about video game soundtracks on vinyl. Uh, and I've been listening to the super Metroid soundtrack on vinyl. It's an awesome, awesome bootleg release and it's delicious. Uh, Susan, where
1: can folks find you on the internet? Folks can find me on Twitter where uh, I love to talk to people uh, about things uh, at Susan Arndt and uh, as of September 18th, you can find me at genieonline.com, a oh. website about magic and deception. Launch day is next week uh launch date is next week. Oh that's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm really very really exciting. excited to to bring this to you folks uh, and we even found a way to get video games on there. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I wrote about video games for a magic website. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it happened. Living the dream. Oh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at DavidRobots and also at GenieOnline.com where you will, you will see my writings and things from time to time. And stuff that I've I've edited and helped post as well. So... Hell yeah. So there's that.
0: Well, all right, everybody. If you want to hear anything on the next episode, which we'll be recording in just a couple of weeks, uh drop us a line. Actually we we'll, we'll be recording the next episode. It's not next week. It's it's two Mondays from now. It's the Monday the 18th is when we're recording the Wait. next episode. We'll be recording on your launch day. That's awesome.
1: Oh, snap. That's
0: yeah, that's very exciting.
1: That is very uh, exciting. Yes.
0: All right everybody, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.